Hello guys, my name is Moody Bajo. Welcome back to our new session of uh, Eyeless Speaking Practicing. Today we are going to um, have the full test as I had promised before. Uh, I'm going to read the questions of uh, both uh, part one and part two. And at the end of uh, the episode, I'm going to read the questions in part three, giving the relevant answer to the best of uh, my ability. Without further ado, um, the, the first part, when you, you enter the examination room, first of all, they have to confirm your ID. So make sure that you take your ID with you in your examination. Never forget that one because they have to know the person who is taking exam is exactly the same person who was registered for that exam to avoid cheating. And the second thing that they are focusing on in the first um uh, during the preparation to prepare you to start the first part is getting to know how comfortable you feel being called in a certain way. If your name is Moody Badger, do you, how do you, would you like me to call you? Is it Moody? Is it Badger? Though it's not a necessity, but some examiners prefer to uh, keep you at comfort as much as possible, which I find it very positive. So, um, in the first part, when you're starting out, you were going to be asked the questions about uh, yourself, uh, your home, probably your studies, your work, you know, your hobbies and things um, of such the familiar topics that you should always be prepared for this one because this is uh, default. And then later on, they're going to mark the discussion uh, following with the questions uh, different kinds of questions in each part whereby in the second part they usually have uh, the questions which are similar to the third part questions so the third part is almost the extension of the second part that being said i'm going on um, discussing the first topic in the first part which is about keeping in contact with people keeping in contact with people so the first question goes like how do you usually contact your friends? How do you usually contact your friends and why? Well, um, when it comes to contacting my friends, I, I prefer my, my smartphone, but um, calling isn't a way out for me. Nowadays, I'm making a little bit more calls because um, um, I've come to visit my family and uh, in here, the, the culture in my country is not too much texting, but a lot of, of calling if you have an emergence and texting usually happens in the groups. For example, uh, social media groups, um, uh, if you have such a social platform and a group where your family or your friends are together, you could always chat for some time. But one-on-one -on -one chatting is preferred very much when somebody has an emergence, whereby uh, in general, for the rest of uh, my life, uh, outside my country, I was always texting a lot and everyone was super active with the WhatsApp and they could receive the messages through um, WhatsApp or Telegram or other social media platforms really quickly because the internet is always up and they are almost always online. So it's much more easier to reach people in this way. Do you prefer to contact people? This is the second question. Do you prefer to contact people in different ways? different kinds of people in different kinds of ways well i i think yes for example uh my, my my parents are not big time texters my mom texts you can you could text her and she could reply you on time but my father is never a texter 
and he probably never looks at his text messages so the only way to communicate with him is through calling all right so um when it comes to my friends uh, 90% of my friends are young people who are very uh, swift with the technology so i could text them however i want if it's not something very urgent i could text them through certain kind of social media platforms and if it's very urgent i could use the much more quicker more visible uh, they one and uh, mostly visited most of the time kind of of um, uh, websites so uh yes that's uh, very true i contact different kinds of people in a different way the third question is do you find it easy to keep in contact with friends and family I'm going to repeat the question. Do you find it easy to keep in contact with friends and family? Yes and no. It depends on the situation. When I am um, in a certain environment where I see my friends from time to time, it's much more easier to contact them and easier to make conversations. But if you haven't been living together with your friends for a long time, the conversation is always referred to a lot of things which happened and the experience you shared in the past but for the person you are seeing currently you know what's happening around so you have a lot of things to talk about plus you have the history with them probably so the conversation tends to be more exciting and more alive compared to when you're having a conversation with someone you haven't seen or not living together so uh for that way uh, contacting my old friends is becoming increasingly difficult compared to contacting the friends that I have been with like all the friends that I'm still living together in the same environment so in that way it's difficult family also depends on the kind of um uh availability they have you know if you haven't spent a lot of time with your family if you haven't um being very close to your family it becomes a little bit difficult to contact them but if you have been establishing this relationship which is something positive positive relationship with your family for a very long time and you have been communicating for a very very long time then it's much more easier so sometimes it's difficult to communicate with friends and family and sometimes it's very easy the fourth question is in your country did people in the past keep in contact in the same way as they do today well i was born and i grew up in the 90s and the 90s were a bit different especially coming from um parts of africa where we didn't have much development in terms of technology so communication were mostly made through sending each other letters especially distant uh, communication so i remember when i was in a boarding school i had to send a letter to my father to ask for some money you know or i'll have to go to my teacher's office and ask them beg them which is not something that you could do frequently probably once in 3 months to call your family and your family is going to receive your um your phone call probably through um uh, Uh, the, the 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 landline so if nobody's at home probably you're going to strive to get this chance to call them and nobody's there for months so we usually prefer to send letters instead but uh later on when the smartphones came in i think that's when i was finishing my primary school and then later to going to the middle school um well the smartphone uh no no really smartphone actually like they just cell phones right before the smartphones 
before they were smart. So the cell phones came up and we could text, we could call much more easier, though I didn't have my own cell phone, but I could borrow a cell phone from my friends and I could make calls talking to my parents and uh, you just have to buy uh, credit for them and then they would just allow you to use their phone for some time and sometimes probably chatting you know it's really interesting to borrow your friend's phone so that you could chat with somebody you know it's, it's really really interesting you know so yeah and when that somebody replies you your friend has to check it and then like you know what uh, he replied you or she replied you you know that was the kind of life we used to have but it was um, very valuable, you know, we had this kind of friendship where we trusted each other and somebody could actually see your message and then give it to you before they had opened it. You know, that's how much trustworthy we were. I don't know later on if you didn't delete their message, if they went through them and they read your conversation, but somehow we were happy and we could trust our friends and we could uh, actually communicate with our families through their cell phones and it was no problem. Well, uh, that's the end of the first part. Um, I'm going to read the second part. And in the second part, as you have already uh, heard from um, other episodes that I've made, the second part usually uh, gives you an opportunity to see the question. And in the question, you're supposed to read and prepare for this question for one in, in one minute. And then later, you have to talk about the topic for two minutes, between one to two minutes actually and if the examiner feels there is need for them to ask you further questions then this is where they're taking this opportunity to ask you further questions so without further ado i'm going to uh, read the question and give the answer without wasting more of the time describe a party that you enjoyed you should say whose party it was and it, it was celebrating where the party was held and who went to eat and people doing um what were they doing during the party and explain what you enjoyed about this party i'm going to repeat the question describe a party that you enjoyed you should say uh whose party it was and what it was celebrating where the party was held and who went to it what people did during the party and explain what you enjoyed about this party right so today i'm going to talk about a different kind of, of party i'm not a really party person but uh we kind of like crushed a wedding party you know when um we were teenagers we were kind of um uh, naughty right um and we could crush wedding parties and those are the only wedding parties that i had ever attended in my entire life it's unbelievable <laughs> And um, I, I have crushed a couple of times and each time it was in the middle school and between middle school and high school, you know, when I was in high school and middle school, I tend to do that a lot. And uh, I would convince my friends that we don't have to get an invitation, even accepting an invitation. If somebody sends us an invitation, we would just say no, because, you know, we somehow we're going to find a way to get into the party. And that was the very exciting thing to do. And after some time, they kind of knew us a little bit. And then when they saw it, they just laugh and say like, so you have come to the party for free. You know, say like, yes, sir. And then we just go into the party and then we could eat and entertain people, talking to them, making jokes. So it was really amazing. And so, um, we just had to find a way through the visitors, you know, the ones who are invited, probably families and stick with them for some time, pretending to be part of the family when they're entering in the group that we are with them, laughing and talking to them. And then before you know it, you're inside the party because 
the guy at the door knows a couple of uh, people within the group that has come so they don't really complicate the whole thing and usually the parties especially wedding parties tends to have enough for everybody even more than enough so it's very normal for people not to complicate too much what they try to avoid is just too many people that's why they're controlling the door with um, that kind of restrictions so those are the kind of parties that i enjoyed most and mostly um people were dancing in these parties i didn't take part in the dancing that was like when i was really really young where i loved to dance in the weddings um but i love enjoyed the the weddings especially this one wedding whereby um um a sister of one of our schoolmates was uh getting married right and uh we were invited but we said no right we don't take this invitation so later on we're gonna find a way to come in and then we entered there and he was surprised he says like uh you know i i told those guys specifically to watch you out to make sure that they keep you out until you complain and call me first how did you get inside so it was a really really a different uh interesting experience and then um we actually didn't go together so everyone entered it separately in about half an hour difference you know we were young and we're having a little fun doing these uh hanfu um uh, crimes you know <laughs> we were breaking through the um the the, the, the parties and, and having a lot of fun in there so um uh, yeah and then uh, later on people love to so specifically in this party um we, we we saw those dancers and uh, it was a break dancing competition and one of my friends went up and um he 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 danced really well you know and uh he was really 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 uh celebrated and he got a lot of money and thanks to our friendship we kind of like shared that amount of money so because that's how we did things in boarding school with uh, with a friend so um let's on when you come out uh it left us uh, an effect you know we become better friends we become uh, more communicative we loved each other just because of that single action of uh, our friend thanks to him so uh the, the 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 most important thing why did i enjoy this party is uh because the friend of ours uh was having um a wedding you know his sister's wedding and my friend had performed and a lot of people loved that performance and we shared the money and the experience and uh, the photos with the friend so um that experience just never gets out of my mind it's one of the best experiences in my life you know the excitement of trying to get in the excitement of seeing a friend dancing so well the excitement of seeing your friends and sisters getting married you know that ambience meeting a lot of strangers trying to talk to them making jokes and just having fun in the party was really 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 an amazing experience all right so in general i i did this on purpose giving a very long answer so don't worry about the longevity of your answer because there is a timekeeper and examine at the same time is the timekeeper so this timekeeper is going to help you to control the time and if they think they have had enough it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong right if they think they have had enough they will just ask you to stop so that they could continue to read more questions which means they are satisfied with your explanation or they have already detected your level or your competence in the language so it's enough you don't have to continue you know so don't get this as uh, a negative um, you know uh, result or response it's never a negative response and if they ask you extra question it doesn't mean that they are giving you negative response so anything that's happening in the examination you should make sure that it doesn't affect you psychologically 
you move on, answer the questions, follow the rules, finish your exam and get out. So the least thing that you could do is start worrying about how much did I score? Am I, going, um, am I doing great? Is, is she smiling? Is, is he mad at me? Is he too serious? Am I not getting right? You know, so just be yourself, be comfortable, do your best as much as you can. That's your war when you enter there. Go with everything you have good, fight. 11 minutes, 14 minutes, you are done. Thanks God, you go outside. But before you enter this examination, what's more important is practicing. You perform the examination before the exam, you know. Uh, the examination is just the representation of part of your ability. So if you want to score 90%, you have to study 100%. If you want to score 100%, you have to go beyond 100%. You know, so you, you have to prepare well. Great preparation gives you more confidence helps you to relax, helps you to spend less energy during the examination. You know, the difference between someone who has practiced and someone who hasn't practiced that, the one who has practiced, even if they have the same level of knowledge, the one who has practiced, you find it much more easier. If it's speaking, if they have practiced and spoken about the same topic several times, if it's um, it's uh, reading, if they have solved so many questions, if they have experienced that environment so many times, it's much more a relaxing environment inside the examination, right? It doesn't mean that they have to lose focus. It doesn't mean they have to to uh, to be too relaxed enough to make some stupid mistakes. No, your focus is always there, a hundred percent, and you practice your focus during the practice for your examination. So when you're out of the examination, the same attention, the same concentration you're giving in the examination should be adapted there. You know, don't expect to perform better and place more focus and um, uh, attention in the examination. That will just destroy you because it's gonna take a lot of energy from you. So you have to get used to focusing. You have to get used to uh, performing at high quality before entering the examination so that it becomes very natural you know, during the examination. Anyway, that being said, I'm going to move on on the third part. So um, in the third part, we're going to talk about family parties and national celebrities. So the first question goes like, what are the main reasons why, why people organize family parties in your country? What are the main reasons why people organize family parties in your country? Well, uh, the main reason why people organize family parties in my country is it usually depends on on where and which region we are talking about. For example, in the northern parts of uh, our country, the place called Moshi, where we have um, Chaga tribe, and the Chaga tribe is known for uh, being a business-oriented tribe. They're always into business and trying to develop themselves business-wise. So usually when they have a family party at the end of the year, each year, especially during the Christmas, when they're celebrating, they're usually celebrating their achievements at the same time, trying to talk about what they have achieved so far, trying to talk about what they need to achieve in the later years. So they have really this beautiful organization. Other kind of family parties are usually birthday parties, you know, probably uh, the graduation of one of the family members or the wedding of a family members you know these are really 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 important the second question is in some places people spend a lot of money on parties that celebrate special family events i'm going to repeat again in some places people spend a lot of money on parties that celebrate special family events is this ever true in your country do you think this is a good trend or a bad trend? 
Well, in, in my country, just like many parts of the world, people celebrate special family events by spending a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money it doesn't specifically mean a certain amount of money, whether in terms of dollars, in terms of um, Tanzanian shillings or Turkish uh, lira or whatever it is, but it's in terms of the means. Are you overdoing it? Can you really afford it? Is it necessary? These are the questions that you have to ask yourself. Is it necessary for me to spend this amount of money for this kind of an activity? So if this money would better be put into better uses to improve the life of the people, it's especially important to do so, not the other way around. So I think spending more and more money in celebrating activities like a special family events such as birthday, overdoing it is unnecessary. The investment of that money into the future of those family members is more important. And I think this trend is not good at all. Okay, uh, the third question is, are there many differences between family parties and parties given by friends? And why do you think this is so? I'm going to repeat the question. Are there many differences between family parties and parties given by friends? Why do you think this is? Well, I, I truly believe there is a huge difference between the family parties and parties given by friends. The family parties are the kinds that I've talked above. Uh, the birthday parties, the family coming together to celebrate events such as um, the graduation of one of the family members and things of sort. But the family parties tend to be a little bit tense because there are family moral values, there are restrictions, there are things that you cannot do inside the family that you could probably freely do with your friends. The friends parties tend to involve people of the same age and people feel more free to express themselves, to be themselves, to act the way they would act in front of their friends. So it tends to be a little bit funnier, right? And no one is there to judge another person, you know? So when you are having a party with your grandma and your child, you know, and your mom, you know, your dad, your uncles are there, you're not going to do everything that you want to do. But if you're having the party with your edumates, you don't feel shy to stand up and dance the way you, you love dancing or to sing the way you love to sing, despite being embarrassed, you won't be uh, feeling shy to, to uh, enjoy and talk a lot of things, making fun of your friends, you know, them making fun of you. So there are some things that you cannot do in front of your children, for example, you know, nobody can make fun of you, but joke in front of their children that would be super embarrassing they might misunderstand you and because their children they might open the doors into disrespect and you not thinking that you're a serious parent or not taking you very seriously again this depends on where you're coming from and the family values that you have that's why i pointed out that family values are what uh, people consider and the age difference as well these are the things which limit the way we behave in family parties, different from the way we behave with our friends in the parties. Well, um, I'm going to move on to talking about national celebrities. Um, and I'm going to ask the questions. The first question is, what kinds of national celebrations do you have in your country? Well, um, before a few months before uh, today, I I was in Turkey and have lived in Turkey for many years, and I'm, I'm familiar with the national celebrations. I'm going to talk a little bit about them, and later I'm going to talk a little bit about 
uh, the celebrations that are happening in Tanzania. So uh, national celebrations in Turkey, uh, there are many of them, but I especially like the Children's Day, right, which is in the 23rd of um, April every year, where a lot of children demonstrate and the value of children are talked about. And in my country, uh, we have the Independence Day, which I think is, according to me, the most independent, uh, the, the most important one, right? And in the Independence Days, we remember how difficult it was uh, to acquire the independence from the uh, colonial rule. And uh, we talk about the national values and the togetherness and the union and the problems and how we should be solving the problems for uh, the best of the better future of our country and another one is the union day where our country tanzania is made of two former countries one of them being zanzibar another one being tanganyika so the union of zanzibar and tanganyika happened in 1964 and uh, this union is really really important and um the terms of this union are what brings these countries together all these years. And from Tanganyika and Zanzibar, uh, Tanzania was born. So there is no Tanzania without Zanzibar. There is no Tanzania without Tanganyika. You know, so when you say Tanzania itself, you're talking about this very union, which is very, very important for everyone. We have so many national celebrations, but uh, those are the ones that I could remember so far. Next question is, who tends to enjoy national celebrations more, young people or old people? I'm going to repeat the question, who tends to enjoy national celebrations more, young people or old people, and why? I think uh, young people tends to enjoy in a certain way that they get to stay at home, they don't go to school, they have these demonstrations, but older people can relate because most national celebrations are about um, history of the country, you know. And older people have celebrated this celebration so many times that they tend to value it more. They can see the connection. It's like part of their life routine, right? Every year it's happening and they're probably 50 years old. So for the 50 years of their lives, probably 45 years of their life, they have been celebrating this um, very uh, national day. So for them, it's much more important, it's much more enjoyable, and it means something huge. And some of them, even for, for the um, uh, new countries, such as Tanzania from 1964, so anyone who was born in before 1964 have a different feeling of how it used to be Tanganyika and then it became Tanzania, for instance. This is really, really important. You know, how it used to be Zanzibar alone and now it's Tanzania. This is also very important uh, for the country. Okay, next question is, why do you think some people think that national celebrations are a waste of government money? This is the last question in this part, part three. Why do you think some people think that national celebrations are a waste of government money? Would you agree or dis disagree with this view and why? Well, um, I think national celebrations are not a waste of government money because national celebrations are meant to remind people of their history. And we have this famous uh, um, saying, which goes like, the one who doesn't know their history doesn't know where they're going. You know, So to understand your people, to understand your country, to understand the history, to understand the mistake that you have made in the past, you have to um, uh, study history, you have to celebrate this kind of celebrations, and then later on, you would know where to focus in the future, learning from your past mistakes or from your past achievements. 
All right, so um, thank you very much. This has been a very long episode. Thank you for your passions, and I hope it's going to be as productive as many other episodes that had come before it. So have a great day and uh, wishing you all the best in your preparations. If you have any question concerning uh, ILS, whether it's in the reading part, speaking, listening, or writing part, please don't feel shy. Just contact me through my social media platform, MU dymudi.bajoh as it's written mudi bajo right so it's mudi.bajoh so uh, thank you very much and i wish you all the best in the coming examination and during your preparation period thank you <laughs>